Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX, the show where we are leveling up your typology and personal development understanding. Uh, yeah, that's not really a tagline. I'm just, I don't know, winging it. <laughs> Today I'm going to be asking the question, is typology helpful? Or really the specific question was, um, what is it? Uh, is it helpful to know your type? Yes, that's what I want to talk about. So I talk about, is it helpful to actually know your type? And well, something I didn't mention in the episode that I'll talk about now is is that, you know, a lot of us are hoping for this utopia that everyone will know their type. But um, if everyone knows their type, does that mean that they're going to develop properly? It doesn't necessarily mean that just knowing your type. You know, some people might not understand it enough or might use it in ways that are not going to be helpful, or they may be developing biases towards their certain type. So we're going to break that down, talk about all that in specifics. I share a little bit of my story as to why I started learning typology. So we're going to break that down today on Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. Let's go. Okay. Hey everyone, and uh, Cena here. Welcome to the show. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I feel like it's been a while since I've recorded a podcast of any kind because I recorded a couple episodes kind of in advance. But um, I think this is going out uh, tomorrow. I'm recording this on December thirtieth. Tomorrow is New Year's Eve, so hopefully you guys are safe. You have a good time. You enjoy yourselves, and you've got some plans for the new year. Even if you don't have plans, it's totally fine. The new New Year's is like another one of those days where it's like an arbitrary deadline that we create to like figure out what we're going to do for the next year or have some sense of like affirmations for the next year. And it's fine. You can totally relax. It's like, <laughs> you don't have to do anything. Um, it's kind of like my theme in life, I guess, is like, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's a total INTV thing to say. But um, <clears throat> today on the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, is typology helpful? Is it actually helpful to know your type specifically? Is it helpful to know that you're an INTP or ESFP or ENTJ or whatever? And um, the short answer is maybe. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give you the long answer. Really, there's two trains of thought here. We're going to kind of play with the yes and the no. Um, you know, yes being, yes, it is absolutely helpful to know your type. It really, of course, is dependent on your context. Like, if for me, I was learning typology because I wanted to separate my personality from my mental illness and from my social standing. Because me as an INTP, in relation to society, I'm very naturally an outcast. And being that kind of person that kind of rubs up against society, that asks a lot of tough questions, and you get a lot of stop asking, or you know, not not everyone is very appreciative of your superpower. It is very easy for me to feel like I am a burden on the world around me. So I also have experienced depression and uh, cyclothymia and have been learning about that as well in relation to <clears throat> my uh, career and relationships and all of that stuff. And really, I, I kind of came to an impasse last year where I realized that I'm not really sure entirely who I am. I don't think anyone ever is entirely sure of who they are. But I think I was so muddled in terms of my understanding of myself that 
I got really confused about where to go next. And typology, when I really found Personality Hacker, was the first time where I was like, okay, I'm going to dive into this and really start to learn about myself and what it is that is sort of <clears throat> the, I don't want to say expectation, but the the sort of understood aspect of my personality publicly versus, you know, what is affecting me from a mental illness perspective, right? So for me, learning typology has been helpful for me to learn, to, to understand the difference between that, those two things, <clears throat> being a person and then being a person who has a, a virus in my brain, essentially. And, you know, being able to separate those things has helped me to be able to navigate life in a way that I can, I can learn like what symptoms publicly of mental illness or cyclothymia. <coughs> Sorry. I haven't had enough water today. So like my voice is dying as I'm talking. <laughs> um, uh, but, but essentially I wanted to learn what some, you know, sometimes I've, I've come across essentially like some, some mental illness descriptions actually describing like a perceiving type or intuitive type, right? And sometimes it's such a vague description of a personality that it is not necessarily indicative of the mental illness. What I mean by that is like sometimes there's some overlap and I think doing some personal investigation. Hold on, I need a drink of water. <coughs> Ooh, this is this is professional. Actually, my water is frozen. <laughs> I had my water, I had my water bottle in the freezer and it's still just completely completely gone. So, it's fine. We'll we'll deal. We'll move on. Anyway, um focus. The idea here is that, you know, for me I learned through through both learning about ADHD lately too, because I most likely have inattentive ADHD as well, I've been learning that some expressions of ADHD or mental illness overlaps with the you know misconception of mental illness in relation to society's expectations. What I mean by that is like sometimes someone will describe disparate thoughts and ideas, which is essentially intuition as something that's a part of mental illness when it is not. That is something that other people experience who do not show or talk about mental illness symptoms in terms of depression, dysthymia, or hypomania, or anything like that, right? So for me, it was a deep dive of trying to learn the differences between symptoms or personality personality traits versus symptoms and sort of determine for myself like which symptoms were correct, quote unquote, versus based on my own experience versus like, you know, what is actually a symptom of mental illness and what is actually a personality trait. And, um, you know, it kind of helped me learn what is, you know, what about me is not broken. And I think that has been the usefulness for me in knowing my personality type. Some of the downside of it has been <clears throat> about realizing that as I learn more about my personality type, and I'm sure plenty of people have gone down this rabbit hole, if you learn about your personality type, introvert, extrovert, intuitive versus sensor, thinking versus feeling, and judging versus perceiving, not even caring about the cognitive functions, or if you do, it's totally fine. Um, either way, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's sometimes when you start to read a lot of the descriptions or you learn about, you know, you go on Twitter and you start talking to people who are 
you know, kind of just pontificating about typology and not really diving into specifics of their life or not diving into um, practical usage of this, you can kind of get into stereotype land and start to see that you may accidentally develop a bias for wanting to fit into the mold of your personality type a little bit more than you naturally would. You know, there are plenty of things that that we experience in our lives that help us naturally grow from our personality type. And we adapt to survive. We adapt to society. We adapt, adapt to our family needs, our partner's needs, things like that. Um, sometimes it can be tax- toxic if we're moving too far away from our natural sort of pull in a way, but sometimes someone will learn about the personality type or even mistype and read someone else's type and like that type and feel like they're supposed to, to become that type, which is not possible. But when you're early on in the stages of, of learning Myers-Briggs, there's the misconception that you're basically trying to figure, you're trying to get to a place that fits you instead of being you. Right? So sometimes Someone can look at personality types and read descriptions and be like, I want to be like that one. So you start to change your personality or you start to develop biases based on how you would like to behave towards uh, in a certain personality type kind of way. Does that make sense? So the idea here is that sometimes if you learn too much about, um, not learn too much, but sometimes it's, it's important to be aware of the bias that we form when we start to develop or learn about personality typing and start to learn about our individual needs um, when it comes to personality type. For me, it's been, I've had to, again, in the last year, sort of strip a lot of things down and really start to learn the the base levels of my personality so that I can understand what, what exactly has been rubbing up against society, rubbing up against, um, you know, businesses and relationships and what has actually been a problem, um, you know, based on who I naturally am and then which parts of my personality have I been naturally growing as I've been developing as a person, right? And it's not about stripping those things. Like there are very useful things that I learned from my ex-wife who's an ISFJ. You know, sometimes she's helped me develop a little bit of my extroverted feeling and my introverted sensing. And having that aspect of my personality develop in that way is absolutely helpful and useful. So if I read descriptions and descriptions say that I should or shouldn't be a certain way because I am an INTP and, um, kind of falling into stereotype land of what that personality type is supposed to be, then I may actually end up devolving. So I think it's important to make sure that you're sort of taking in as much information as you can, um, but learning about actual people's experiences and not necessarily just reading all of the sort of cliche synopsis of, you know, loose cognitive functions or just talking about like four letter codes in a vacuum. I think personal experience is important because we're trying to not only learn about our base wiring, but we're learning about how that base wiring plays in the real world. So it's important to learn about people's stories and talk to your friends and talk to people that you know their personality types and see how they've been evolving from you know that stereotype of their personality. And the same thing for yourself, learning about how you've been evolving as a person from that base layer of that stereotype kind of thinking. So Is typology, is learning your type helpful? I think at the end of the day, yes. But it's also a dangerous, slippery slope sometimes if you are not finding the right resources to be able to learn from. 
So it's important to, I, I think people who are listening to you and your needs are very important. I think if someone's really quick to type you, I don't think it's any different than going to a therapist and then them throwing pills at you, right? So you want someone who is going to be very thorough about asking questions. They're going to be um, listening to you a lot more than they're talking um, and uh, you know, really giving you the opportunity to show your personality so that they can get to know you and not only just tell you how you quote unquote should be as a personality, but how that adapts to your livelihood, to your work, to your personality, to your relationships, to where you want to go in life. And, um, <clears throat> you know, all of this mixes in personal development too. Like personal development is not just Myers-Briggs. It is about learning about, you know, your relation to your environment and mental, you know, mindset shifts and think, you know, money perspectives and, um, you know, uh, Enneagram relationship variants. There's like a ton of things that, that are involved in someone's personal development and it's all contextual. So it's important that if you want to work with someone or you start to learn about things that you try to get as close to your context as possible when you're doing research or you're talking to someone so that you can actually learn and develop as an individual and not just, you know, not just a four letter code. So I think, I think that's it. Really short episode. I'm going to keep these episodes short. Um, still trying to figure out the future of this show because I mostly want to do everything on dopamine, but, um, it's really hard for me to let go of things and this show is getting some listeners. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. If you like this show, please let me know on Twitter at super MBTI. Um, you can follow us at super training to sign up for the free Myers-Briggs course. So you can learn about the dichotomies and basics of Myers-Briggs. And uh, which is an absolutely free course. And, um, you know, subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review and all of that good stuff. Share it with your friends <clears throat> and be sure to subscribe to my other show called dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E dot life. Go to dopamine dot life to subscribe to that show. I talk about mental illness and my own personal story in far more depth and um, all sorts of mindset and personal development stuff. So that this show is probably going to shift over to that where I can talk a little bit more about um, you know, uh, a little bit more broader topics, not just Myers-Briggs, because I don't want to come on here and just talk about functions and types and stuff. And if I do stop this show, I will do an episode to let you guys know that that is what's going to happen. So, but I liked this topic enough that I wanted to do an episode. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. We're going to help you with Myers-Briggs and all that fun stuff. And uh, if you want to jump straight into the advanced course, go to supermbti.training. If you want to check out my other shows, go to dopamine.life for mental, my mental health podcast. And you can go to cnote.show to check out the media podcast. So if you love this show, go to anchor.fm slash supermbti and leave some love, leave a review, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. And uh, most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. Okay.